is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back, all you out there in the posse. Uh, welcome to the program. I got Peter B. here with me. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year to you as well. 2019 is upon us. We are in it already. Yes, and for those who, who feel like Phoenix isn't anywhere close to any winter weather, I understand you had some time sledding up in the North Country recently. I did. I did. Took the fam to Flagstaff and had a, had a ball. It was a, it was great. The best part about it is, you know, being a Wisconsinite, a former Wisconsinite, I could leave it. It's like being a grandparent. You can spoil the kids and then just leave at the end of the day after they're all sugared up. You know, that was, my mom was notorious for that in a similar kind of way. Analogies are not my strong point today, but I could be in the snow for a while, enjoy it, and then get out of there. And it did snow pretty good. It was five degrees at night. And they got about four or five inches and um, had to give the kids some sledding lessons. Now, they've sled before, but they seemingly forgot everything there is to know about sledding. So, I, you know, the old guy had to, had to run and jump on a sled and show him how to get some speed and all that. But we had a blast. It was a good time. I'm a little sore. I'm not going to lie to you. But um, it was a fun time. So can you walk us through as if those of us who are listening... Can you walk us through, you know, pretend, uh, pretend we're one of your children. Uh, can, can you give us a, uh, walk us through a quick little sledding lesson, sledding 101 for, for those who, who seem to have forgotten it all? Can you, can you do that for us? Real I, quick? I can, I can. So the, the main thing here is, you know, as I, as I was telling my kids, you got to look at the way the, the hill funnels. And then, of course, you have to know what kind of speed and angle to come in. So there's some engineering, you know, there's some heavy engineering that, has, that goes into making a sled run. So, you know, does the hill funnel to the left, to the right? Is it straight down the center? And then, of course, if you want any kind of speed, you need to make, make that running start. And then it's kind of a gliding onto your sled or inner tube, whatever you're using, so that you don't, you know, knock the wind out of yourself. And then you kind of take the angle in as the way that the hill funnels so that you're the hill funnels to the left, you're going to start way to the right so that you end up towards the middle instead of in the trees on the left, you know? So um, once they got that squared away, I didn't have to worry as much about, you know, broken bones and stitches and all that kind of stuff, because there are a few instances where I'm like, if you're getting close to the trees, guys, you're going to have to bail out. (laughs) So it was, it was pretty fun, but that's, that's my short lesson. Awesome. Well, just another value add, just an example of when people tune into the healthcare wrap, they never know what, what additional value they're going to get. So there you go. Sledding, virtual sledding lesson right there. Sledding 101. There you go. Or maybe it's how, was your, uh, how was your new year? 
Uh, mine was good. We had we had different sets of company in town, so from both sides of the family for a total of fifteen consecutive days. Wow! And so that was it was fun, and you know, then the family. By the time everyone had left shortly after New Year's, then everyone was also you know happy to just you know have a have a moment of pause before they went back to school, which they're all back in school now. So yeah, I'd say that the year is off and and running. Awesome. You were the host with the most then. Literally true this last a couple of weeks. So <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Well, I'm glad to be back. Definitely. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like the right thing to do. It really does. So for those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. We are entering our, our second year. We've been doing this for about nine months since April of 2018. We love to just throw stuff out there. We're trying to challenge the status quo in healthcare. And so one of the ways we do that is by challenging assumptions. So we're going to get into our, our main segment, which is called Rap Battle. Yes. Rap Battle. So rap battle is where we challenge a specific assumption, something we feel like has been holding back healthcare. And it's something that we really just either have a way to challenge it or we're just talking through it. And today's is something that has to do with more than just healthcare, more than just marketing. It's really something that we all grapple with and it's what to do with the naysayers in our lives. And specifically the assumption that we're gonna challenge is that we can convince the naysayers by attacking them head on that it's worth spending the time to try to convince them that we're right. And what we're going to suggest today is that it's not worth the time, that that time can be actually spent better doing other things. And I'll just throw one thing out there because I'm going to refer to maybe the naysayers in and related to our organizations, those who either continually or chronically disagree with with what we do we're doing and you know the types you know they're you know, they're the ones who who just don't think anything's gonna work and it, regardless of what it is and there's a part of us I, I know there's a part of me that i want to be right you know i want to feel like the things that i'm putting out there and the things that i'm working on are right and then everyone understands that we're all on the same page and when that isn't the case then i tend to want to try to convince them either with data that's usually my, my go-to now i used to just be you know, kind of intuition and now it's data. Now I have something in my hand, I have a report, I have something I can share that says, here's what I'm at least basing my direction on. You know, what what about that? Where can we help get to a better understanding of things? And sometimes it doesn't matter what you have, you're just, they're gonna be people who disagree and they just say it's not gonna work anyway. Right. So do we spend, how do we deal with that first and foremost, Peter? I brought this up early in our podcast. You mentioned the history of it. You know, we've been doing this since last April. And I think I may have said this, and, and I know for sure I've referred to one of my mentors, my main mentor, Mary Reinke, who was my boss when I was with Aurora Healthcare in Wisconsin. This actually, this story does kind of go to what we were talking about off air too, about kind of that um, imposter you know, syndrome. And I, I do want to talk about that, but I will start with what Mary taught me was really interesting. And I, like I said, I've said this before, but it's that making red lights, yellow lights and making yellow lights, green lights, because you're never going to get somebody, well, I shouldn't say never, it's really hard to get somebody from a red to a green. I think it just takes, you have to determine your audience. I mean, that's a big part of it is providing a plan, data, doing the research that's necessary instead of just leading with your heart. I think 
having the idea come from your heart is a good thing. But I think, again, you have to kind of like a good comedian, and that could be an analogy or not. I think you have to know your audience and you and your timing and your your delivery and your data and all of those things that go into this, the business outcomes, the goals, the objectives, everything that you would see in a, in a strategic marketing plan, those need to be addressed and they, those need to be kind of satisfied, I think, for you to go from those, those, those different lights. And I think so it's important for you to understand who has to give you the, the thumbs up. And knowing, I think, is a big thing to know if you're never going to be able to move it past point C or D. And then at that point is, do you want to take that hill or not? And so I think there's a lot of things, there's not just one answer for this, but I think there's a lot of things that go into making that decision about, do I want to move this naysayer off that, off their, you know, do they, can I get their heels undug from in the ground? Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Hey, we have a new exclusive giveaway from our partners, True North Custom. We're giving a branded infographic to healthcare app listeners. This is a $1,500 value. This digital asset can be used to promote key service lines as well as provide your communities with engaging health and wellness information. It can be shared via your blog, social media, and other channels. Visit bit.ly slash healthcare wrap 2 today. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number 2 to select your free infographic from the True North Custom Library. It's time for you to spread the awesome. Remember bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number two. Tell your whole crew. Well, I like a, a little, if you don't mind me, I'll do a little book reading that has to do very much with what you just said. I think I may do a, a few of these book readings from Seth Coden's book, This Is Marketing. Yeah. A, a couple paragraphs, but there's a section in here called Shun the Non-Believers. Yeah. So a quick little uh, story time here because it, it illustrates exactly what you said, Peter. He says, uh, and, and this isn't like in Seth speak, right? Like it's it's pretty allegorical and it's it's deep, so it's <laughs> not always a quick read. I mean, it's a, it's not the biggest book, but you know, I'm probably a little over halfway, and it's taken me about three weeks. So here we go. So this is as uh, shun the non-believers. It's easy to surround ourselves with nothing but news we agree with. We can spend our days believing that everyone shares our worldview, believes what we believe, and wants what we want, until we start marketing to the masses. When we seek to serve the largest possible audience, that audience will turn us down. The chorus of no will become deafening and the feedback may be direct, personal, and specific. I think that's kind of what you were just talking about there, Peter. Like we, we take it that way because uh, an idea or a thought or a, a direction usually uh, comes from us personally. And so we, you know, we're, we're going to associate it that way. And we, we associate the, the red lights, green lights, yellow lights from other people as part of those people when it right, might just be a decision that they have at that time that they, they're not that green light yet. And the last part, he just says, in the face of so much rejection, it's easy to sand off the edges and fit in. Fit in all the way. Fit in more than anyone else. But then he says, resist. It's not for them. It's for the smallest viable audience, the folks you originally set out to serve. So from there in the book, he actually goes on to describe what the best use of our time is. And in his mind, it's finding those true believers. He refers to them as non-believers and true believers. So the true believers, the super fans, the ones who share the same worldview of like, yeah, that's the direction. Uh, that's the way we need to do things. That's who we should be focusing our time on. And by doing that, it does us more good 
in the net than trying to convince those who just aren't going to believe and subscribe to it no matter what. There are just those who are not going to to believe. I mean, you know, look at religion or politics, right? Like there are people, it doesn't matter. You can't come to somebody with data and convince them to change their views politically or religiously. It's just going to be how we see the world. And so it, it's no more different in the workplace either. So I see that beneficially just because we it's easy for us to think that that everyone has to everyone has to agree like we can't have any naysayers in the organization to move forward on something and the fact is they're going to be there no matter what agreed and one one of the things that that popped up for me and and I love that Seth Godin book and I've I've just bought it too over the holidays and and I'm just digging into it as well and I have not gotten to that part yet to tell you the truth but I would ask our audience and and it'd be interesting to get some feedback on this too I've been in situations where if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I'm a passionate person. I'm, I'm extroverted. You hear how I talk. If you know me, if you, if you know me personally, you'd know that I'm a very extroverted person, very outgoing. And usually that works well. And usually that works to my advantage. And, and I'm wondering if you guys are like this too, where if you have that personality and then you end up coming up with a great plan, it does sometimes get personalized by people other than you. You know, it could be a, a manager or whoever it happens to be. And because you're coming up with this amazing plan or, you know, tactic or whatever it happens to be, and when you sell it to them or you propose it or you or you show it to them, I've seen this happen with me as well. It doesn't become a plan about the plan anymore or, or, or the actual tactic. It just be, it becomes something that's attached to you whether you wanted it to or not. And there can be personal issues then too, you know, like, well, if, if, if I let, the, the, you know, this person do that, they're going to get the credit and I'm not going to get the credit. So I'm just going to put the kibosh on it. And, you know, I've always said, that's the hardest part for me is when I'm in business, I never have done anything for myself. I've always thought it would be best for the institution that I worked at or the organization I worked at. And I don't know if that's a Gen X thing, if that's a me thing, I don't know. But the naysayers are oftentimes insecure people. And I think that I'm wondering if, if other people have had that situation where you can get so passionate about something that they put it, make it a personal tactic rather than an organizational tactic. And then that's why, and, and that's all they say then. And it's like, well, you, you're just so passionate about this. It's, it's really just you that's trying to drive this. And, you know, it, it, nothing can be further from the truth. And I, and I wonder if there's other folks that, that have um, experienced that. Well, I think it's just a good way to kind of start off the year. You know, literally, there was a there was one reason why this topic made sense for one of the first episodes we do in 2019 is just to get ourselves locked and loaded and and prepared for. If you have good ideas, fundamentally, they're different than the ways people are doing things now. And when you ask people to change, you're going to hit resistance no matter what. And so, the more we prepare ourselves and and level set our expectations, knowing that yeah, there there are going to be some naysayers in the crowd and sometimes they come from angle of, of how you're describing, you know, they, they're just that way. <laughs> you know, they're, they're that way about a lot of things. And sometimes it's because they have a, a perspective that we don't see and we have to, what it allows us to do is when we realize that there are naysayers out there, there are some that we need to listen to because there's feedback that we just seem, we're not, we're not seeing things from that angle and we need to be able to change our perspective. It might be somebody from, you know, from a different department that they understand some things that we don't. 
you know, we might not understand why we need to go a certain way, but if we take the time to listen to what they're saying, the control is fully back in our court. Again, we can decide whether to, you know what, that's an angle I hadn't considered. And they're not just being mean to be mean. They really do have a valid business reason for saying something needs to change. So I think that's part of it. I think uh, the, the other part of it is just kind of, you know, circling back with the little book reading we did, that, that part of it, it seems like what, what Seth Godin's trying to say is that when we, you're not going to please everybody either. And the easiest way to please everybody is to fit in and do something the same way it's been done. And so that by definition is different than trying to make change in the world. So ultimately, if all we do is listen to the naysayers, then we'll never do anything really uh, powerful or impactful in our work. And so that's where he seemed to be going with it. And I think it, it's, it's good on the other, the other extreme, you know, to, to be able to know when to listen and when not to listen and, and when to uh, discredit and, and not to worry about what the naysayers are saying. So, Hey man, good stuff. Good stuff right there. I think we just, we, we killed another assumption. What a way to start the new year. I know. And you know, I, this is the, the Jerry Springer part of our, of our podcast. I know I'm going way back into the time machine there, but the meat in these rap battles are, you know, you could go on, you could have multiple podcasts on any one of these rap battles that we've done in, you know, over the past year or so, because they're so deep. That's why I love doing this podcast with you because these things can spur a lot of conversations outside of this podcast. And we hope that they do. We hope that you're talking about this stuff with your colleagues and in your own cubicles and, and even across social media, because these are deep and these are big, big ideas that are being discussed in workplaces across the United States and globally. We nailed it. Hey, nailed it. <laughs> we need some theme music for that, for nailed it. We'll have to work on that this new year. Right. A little intro. All right, cool. Well, we're going to move on to our shout out. Shout out. So shout out is where we recognize a person, a place, an idea, a thing, a food, just something that's that's kind of changed our worldview lately and something that has given us a new reason or a new perspective on things or it's just stopped us in our tracks and made us, made us think about something. So uh, we've, we've at times given recognition and, and props to people and mentors in our careers who have helped and sometimes it's been food. So there's a pretty big spectrum in there in between and, uh, and, and Peter, uh, would you like to start us out this week? I sure can. I'm going to give a shout out to senior editor Susan Morris. She's with uh, Healthcare Finance Magazine. And I really love this article that she wrote right before the holiday, right after the holidays, right after Christmas. And it was called, and here it is, it's What Hospitals Need in the Age of Consumerism, Guerrilla Marketing. And, you know, that's a term that is used a lot of different ways. But the subhead is interesting. I like the subhead. And that's what really truly drew me in. Don't tell customers how great you are. Target their needs using tech and social media instead. And this goes back to age-old kind of mantra that we've talked about on here is don't thump your chest. Just show the things that you're doing that are good and that, that's how you're going to get the sales or the patients or the business or whatever you're, whatever you're trying to get. I love that there's a whole article dedicated to that in Healthcare Finance Online Magazine. It just was a really great article. And one in particular, I love the fact that she says, organizations can no longer just tout how great they are. Rather, marketing must clearly indicate what the hospital has to offer the consumer. 
And again, I'm, I'm beating the dead horse here, but it's creating messaging that resonates with the public rather than with yourself. So it's kind of that outward looking rather than the inward looking. And believe me, I've been in that situation before, Jared, where you get caught up in a plan, a marketing plan, and you start forgetting who's going to actually consume the output of this plan because you've spent so much time and it's like your baby, you know what I mean? And you can lose sight of that, but it is very important to know how the people are going to consume it, see it, view it for it to be successful rather than just looking inward. Great point and great article. I was able to read that too. And just great points and ways to summarize how we need to look at things differently these days. So fantastic. Uh, my shout out this week is, is uh, to a, an online tool called Calendly, uh, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com, Calendly.com. It's an online scheduling tool. There's some other ones out there, but this is the one I really liked. I just recently, in the last month or so, there was a call I was scheduling. And for one reason or another, I missed the time because we were in different time zones. And so the person actually called me and it was about an hour earlier than I expected. And I, I missed the call and I, I felt bad. I thought I was actually going to miss out on this conversation completely. It turns out we were able to reschedule, but I'm like, you know, that's less professional than I, I like to be. And I found this tool. I found calendly.com and it has changed my life. <laughs> it is, it's worthy of a shout out, right? It's worthy of a shout out. Calendly, it just made it super easy for me to schedule it just connects straight to my Google calendar that I've already got. I don't have to set up something different. I just send a link out and people can see where my availability is. They can schedule it. It takes into account the time zones themselves. It even connects directly to my Zoom account. So I don't even have to, it actually sets up, sends out the Zoom link from my account and then it plugs it down on my Google calendar. I don't have to do anything. I just send out a link and I've used it literally dozens of times in the last month. And it is, it is fabulous. It has made my life so much easier. So with such a simple tool, doing such a simple thing, making a big difference, definitely worthy of a shout out. So right there uh, for Calendly. Thank you. Nice job. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing really that, that we just love. It's a little, you know, hashtag life hack, right? Like it's, it's just a, it made a big difference. So I'm spreading the good word on their behalf. Very cool. Very cool. With our shout outs, we're going to wrap this one up today and just say, First and foremost, if you haven't yet, definitely subscribe. We've got some uh, awesome topics and I would be remiss if I didn't say how thoroughly excited I am for some of the upcoming guests, those who are gracing the program here in the very near future. Uh, you won't want to miss them. It's fantastic. We're bringing on new conversations and new perspectives all along the way. And for that reason alone, you want to subscribe for the next couple of episodes that are going to come and happen. And uh, Peter, I know uh, you're... It's always a pleasure uh, to have you on the program. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Everybody, uh, you'll want to hit us up, find us online. We're on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap. We're both on LinkedIn. You can check us out at healthcarewrap.com. And on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks.